be a stone cold black bitch. Quick to jump it out, start popping yeah. shit. Not too submissive, I'm the type to jump in your face. A little rude, nasty dude, I'm toxic waste. A little bit of innocent, yeah, I think I'm jaded. Puffing diesel every day just to stay sedated. Yeah. See the Eddie Kane, no one understands my rage. No one see these tears, I cry inside every day. You get the attitude when I ain't trying to deal with you. I'm a black woman, nigga respect me Independent, yes I'm bad, I was born to be I'm a black woman, nigga respect me More than just a piece of ass walking down the street Say I'm a black woman, man you come from me I gave you life, now you turn the tables back on me Say I'm a black woman Hi, this is Pooh Ivy and you're listening to my mommy Black Carmen on the Black Hour Hey y'all, I live with for real. This your number one homie, Black Karma, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Black Hour. On this episode, I am not alone. I got a few friends of mine joining me. Got my sister, Serotonin, and I got the homie, Balactus. Mr. Balactus Rush and my sister, Serotonin, and we just want to talk about the fuckery that is going on. But before we get into it, how you doing, sis? Working with Grow Where You Are, 
with Low, your grower at Laird's Hub, focused on articles there. And also working with um, Keith Apron, working with him as far as, excuse me, sorry, so working with my man as far as his business and his growth with Keith Apron. So working on pamphlets there. So a lot of writing, you know, and media to counter uh, what's being out there for our people to see, you know, making sure that we're documenting our story, our true story, instead of his story. So we want to make sure that that is being done. So that's really what I've been focusing on. And my children, you know, that's really first and foremost, take up majority of my time, you know, planning and focusing with them. So that's been what I've been up to. That's what's up. And you, sir, what have you been up? Just since everything has been going on, what have you been up to? Well, I've just been taking it all in, you know, just staying focused on my gifts, staying focused on my uh, projects that I've been working on and whatnot, not trying to let any of this register on an emotional level, you know what I mean? And probably just, you know, really just stay out of people's way and, you know, when they're in that warpath about you know, their their opinions or, you know, their perspective on everything that's going on. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just hovering above it all. Mm, right, right. So, what are, are you guys' thoughts and feelings on how this whole election has played out? How they forecasted Biden to be the president-elect, but not only that, just the reaction from the people. I've even seen footage of just what's been going on in just downtown Atlanta and like our people just taking to the streets and you know out there pushing clapping like it's freaking going on you know I've never seen so many of our people so happy for a white man and his we don't know if she's black or not co-worker so yeah for me it's just right it's just like man this is like the sickest shit I've ever seen like for real oh, yeah just like the whole setup Right, right. Like, I mean, to me, I get the vibe of you watching two stepbrothers fight or two classmates go at it who are pretty much a part of the same crew, but they just don't like each other for whatever reason at the moment. You know, it's just, I don't love it. It's just, I don't know. I sit now, I watch it. It's just like, for me, it's kind of an emotional thing because it's like one day, it, it seems like our people, okay, we starting to get it. Then it's like the next move is like, no, you don't get it. I feel like our people don't get it if you're campaigning hard for these white folks in office. You, you just don't get it. So for me, it, it sounds like to be a little bit discouraging. I've seen some of the craziest memes, like on some house nigga type shit. Memes, oh. like, I'm like, well, I feel, whenever it comes down to shit like this, it seems like black people just dick ride the hardest, in my opinion. For me, it's not even about, oh, I'm rooting for this person, I'm rooting for that person. No, it's not that. The fact that our people are going to war with each other over these two white men, you know what I'm saying? People are like, I mean, this is actually broken up marriages. You know, who you support, who you don't support. Like, it's just just crazy. And it's just like, for me, I just kind of look at it like, damn, the world would have gone mad over these here white folks. That's just wild to me. But, I mean, what are y'all feeling in the response of just black America? 
Well, I'll, uh, whoever, you go first, brother. I just, I just, Words to where, like, um, you can dangle carrots, you can, um, you can use symbolics in order to seduce a group of people into, you know, participating in a, in a system that uh, doesn't have their best interests. For you know, example, uh, you know, just seeing a few things about the uh, campaign, specifically with Biden, I saw a lot of, uh, you know, quote unquote, black. Campaign ad, and um, I don't think the government had anything that was, you know, I think it was bipartisan. Whatever, um, get your booty on the pole, have some strippers on the stage with a pole, and tell them you get to the pole while they're on the pole, and just very, you know, uh, catering to very basic stereotypes of uh, so-called black people, and you know, it just speaks to the fact also that you know a lot of has not been done. A lot of things have been taken on face value, especially with, you know, with us. This is basically been a miserable show. Um, I've seen people almost, you know, radicalized on their party views, you know, in the past few months and whatnot, you know, you know, willing to fight, willing to throw hands about, you know, other people's political views and whatnot. And my thing is, like, a lot of these people... I've seen, you know, with the vote sticker or, uh, you know, really going hard about people to vote, you know, or quote unquote conscious, you know, and, you know, I don't want to scale anybody's uh, level of consciousness and whatnot, you know, but we've learned certain things or certain things have been available to us about you know, the American election process, the, the um, hierarchy of government. And the fictitious nature of government and whatnot, and you know, you throw the spectacle at them, and they, you know, forget everything they've studied and they've learned about how government works and what they will and will not do as far as manipulation tactics. Basically, smokescreen the public, you know. So it, I just, you know, I just, I think it just goes back to gullibility. It goes back to, you know, hope. I forget what movie it is. I think it's Batman. Born with Bane. There's a line in that movie where I think when Batman just locks it, you know, you put down a hole in the prison and whatnot. And now uh, there's a hole at the top of the, the prison that's down underground. And he talks to one of the other inmates and says, yeah, they put the hole up there to give us hope. Because, you know, if we don't have hope, you know, we just stop, you know, we'll just give up, we have nothing to lose, you know what I mean, as long as that hole is up there, we have a chance, we're supposed to, we have a chance to get up out of here, so, you know, it's an illusion of hope. That's right, I totally agree on that. Too. Personally, I agree with what both of you have been saying about the stereotypes, the illusion of hope, the spells on our people and us being stuck in this cycle. I believe I've witnessed and experienced that through this election. 
and a lot of things are, you know, hidden in plain sight to our people, like to us, you know, because we've been, we've had access to information, you know, today the technology is in your hands, really. And um, research is something, you know, it's mental, mental brain work, it's hard work. So, I'd say be patient to a certain degree, but we don't really have much time left. The games that they are playing with our people, they openly have been manipulating our people through propaganda, ads on the TV, the radio, to where they have built up this reaction from our people. Because, you know, they know what we're going to do before we do it. Because, you know, this has all been a psychological warfare game with us and them. Like you said, these trauma bonds. I think we spoke on that first episode you invited me on. It goes back to the root of the trauma bond. We have a trauma bond with the government. This government that has basically turned our people's brains backwards. And not just only our people. Because, you know, when you think of it, it's a global reality. So when somebody says, well, go here, go there, you're going to run into some of the same problems with power being taken from our people um, globally. So it's a global issue. But, you know, my point that I was trying to make the first time is, you know, just this access to information. Not everybody wants to do a mental brain work to get the information. The consequence is that they're doing to continue to keep us in this cycle of time of horror. You know, these horror stories. So they built up this reaction from our people dancing and chunking and jiving the street. You know, no disrespect, but it is what it is. Um, along with, like you said, the memes eye patrol and then sometimes these memes can be you know psychological warfare these can be coming from the enemy and we may not have anything to do with these memes you know they target our minds first so they want to blame us the live voters I'm not sure if you guys voted a lot but I personally for the Easterners I do not vote I have voted in the past I learned through those mistakes. So I'm not someone that's just, you know, talking just to be talking. I lived it, you know, and I lived this life here in the United States under these jurisdictions. It is manipulation. So we're coming through experience. So I no longer vote. And it seems like the blame is being put on the non voters along with quote unquote black men. It is just like this divisiveness that's coming with this democracy. Like, the whole time is democracy, democracy, but in unity. But when it comes to the actual ritual, there is none. So I'm looking at exactly how people are reacting, how people are talking. Like you said, it's breaking up marriages. It's breaking up families. You know, where we need each other the most right now. They're about to shut the 
United States now again. There have already been second lockdowns throughout the globe. You can do your own research. England, Australia, uh, other certain parts of Europe. But you can do your research. Second lockdown with stricter restrictions. Meaning, family need to be talking right now. Family need to be planning right now. Women who love men, men who love women, y'all need to be building right now. Because at the end of the day, they gonna strive where you know most of our people gonna feel most comfortable. And right now they feel really comfortable. But you wanna hold people accountable after the fact. And we know abuse, you know, we talked about abuse, you know, and keeping stuff under the rug and holding people accountable after the fact. You know, these are all actions of abuse. Uh, and we've been abused through this system time and time again and they turn our minds backwards through the programming of education and I'm from Edgecombe County, North Carolina and I made this statement on one of my social media and I made this and I wanted to go out especially to my hometown and my family and friends that I grew up with most you know people that know me from Rocky Mountain Meadowbrook um, North Carolina. I really wanted to know about liberals, being liberals, and how their racism is really, you know, it's worse because they're like sly thoughts, like Michael Beth said. It's very quiet, it's very private through the paperwork, it's through the school, it's through the books, it's through what we listen to, it's through what we watch on TV, and it's your sex addict, a TV addict, an alcoholic, a um, gaming addict, any type of addict, you know, a lot of us, you know, we are addicted to European culture, you know, that's addiction, you know, so they got us addicted on so many things, the food, you know, with the GMOs in it and the chemicals, so that's the problem. So all of that calculates to build this equation up for what you see today with this election because I don't see how anyone thinks this is sane for us to be victims of a government time and time and time again and that the solution is to join the enemy. I don't understand that. It, it, it doesn't comprehend well with me and I blame, most people would blame so-called black on black crime or the the ghetto or you know the delinquents like people like me failures you know because y'all y'all ain't bully yourselves up we made it we face the racism and we do it every single day and I'll shave them all my hair I'll be all I can see in the army you know and I, it's your fault that you want to go poor righteous teacher road you actually want to tell the truth Oh, no. But I'm like, then what was the point of HBCUs? What was the point of us getting this so-called education? And when you go and research who founded the system of education here in the United States, you find that it was Frederick T. Gates. Frederick T. Gates is the grandfather of Bill Gates. So there's a connection of genocide there. We focus on racism, but really, it's genocide. If we've been dealing with genocide 
and this government, since the government set up on foreign land, stolen land, it's a foreign government, now corporation, it's not government anymore. They're here to do business, and their business is genocide. Their business is human trafficking. Their business is vaccine. Their business is martial law. You know, martial law was the Constitution through Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln was a so-called European with a more background, meaning he was so-called, he would be considered black today. Okay? He did that. So we had the same thing that was going on then, cycles of traders, you know, people selling us out for a check. <laughs> it's happening today. And a lot of our so-called educated people don't want to face the truth because they're working for the same corporations that's killing our people. You know, if you get a job that's paying $130,000 a year at Coca-Cola, you know, you're going to get praised for that. Oh, hey, pop, it's time to get lit. The whole family is happy, you know, but that same product causing the livers to fail. It's causing obesity. It's causing not even just the physical but the spiritual and mental disease that's upon our people. But to just bring it to a close, you know, it's evident that it's working to where now we blindly vote just because you're blindly vote into giving your consent to more genocide. And it's our so-called educated people, like it's the people with degrees that are doing this. And then the media, so much media is out right now, and he's still projecting. He's not elected. He's still projecting. And if you look at a dictionary and look up the word projected, it means it does. It means to basically deceive like you're setting up a project to devise projection you know to speak out to cast out so they already playing spelling magic games so even in that nothing being confirmed you have all of our people with all of this media out everybody's celebrating everybody's talking about it but they're talking about a fantasy because it's not reality so to me we're in a very even in our joy it's just you know very sad number one and then you know uh, the magic and the ignorance on our people right now it's very scary because nobody's talking about what we need to be talking about which is sustaining ourselves through what's about to happen and we go to church every Sunday and yes I'm going to bring up religion we go to the mosque we go to these places you know every religious book you know from the three major religions that you know prior to these religions I just like to say sidebar prior to these religions we were living in peace more consistently okay but you know through power and propaganda they use these religions 
that are really just spiritual allegories of the universe. African cosmology, you know, astrology from star science. So they keep us divided there. But I'm going to say something about the church because we go to the church, we read these Bibles and these Qurans, they have these prophets that say that's what's going to happen. The mark of the beast and all these things. But you will fly, you will, you will go with a happy smile on your face and put your stable and say, yes, mandatory vaccine. It's going to come right. with health care. Everybody needs health care. It's just like, when did we need health care from them? Oh, because right. y'all think that I can is with our enslavement. Oh, see y'all think that is our beginning. It's 2020, yo. Like, we have degrees, so-called degrees now, got jobs. They done, they never should have gave y'all it worth money. You know, we have money to drink. Why are we so ignorant to this that our history begins prior to we even it was so called black men who had European slaves like that's reality but they don't want you know cause Frederick T. Cole I mean Frederick T. Gates 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 not Cole Gates grandfather to Bill Gates did it make sense that they're in the business of genocide they're not in the business of teaching us Anything, whether you go to the HBCUs, you know, which most of them, you know, through research, you find out that they were founded by Europeans. Imagine going to an HBCU, you know, me, I went to Parkland University. I thought, you know, as a young scholar, I really want to do for my people. I'm going to a historically black college and then to go to school and find out that your school is not historically black was founded by Europeans with European learning. You know, I believe there's only two, really. I've been corrected if I'm wrong, but Tuskegee and Bethune Cookman. But every other HBCU was founded by Europeans to basically take our culture out of us. You know, to take the aboriginal to just do these new names, like to become, you were a war, or you were a Al-Moroccan, or you were a part of this native tribe, or this tribe, but now you're a Negro. Now you're black. Now you're an Indian. Now you're African-American. You're you're not tied to any land. You're not tied to any culture. So you're basically going to do what we tell you to do. And we asked them permission for everything. We asked them permission to get married. We asked them permission to drive a car. We asked them permission to have a child. We asked them permission for everything. Because that's the way that the United States is set up. It wasn't intended to be that way. Uh, but they've never teach that history. It wasn't intended to be that way, but it is what it is. So right now we're dealing with more genocide. Our people are signing up their names to consent to genocide. We all know universal law. You know, it's not going to be good. You know, the future is not looking too... It's going to get worse before it gets better. 
that's what I think. I think it's a whole, it's, it's, it's just a whole lot. Yeah. We don't have time to wait for those. Right now. Uh-huh. Right. No, no, you're fine. I was just about to say, it's just at a point. I know for me now, I just steer more and more clear from people. Um, and that's just everywhere. Whether it's like out and about, I really don't leave my house for too much of anything nowadays between the whole the whole coochie 19 situation these folks keep lying about and um, just the way people are acting behind politics and stuff like I'm just like I don't have time like you know even with the whole energy they were putting out before the election you got you know people saying if you don't have a gun you need to get you one because it's about to be a war it's about to be a race war like and my thing is, I'm just like, wow, behind an election, behind two two dumbass people, if you ask me, you know, if you want to be real about the shit, you know, and, and at the end of the day, nobody never questions their boss, right, no one ever questions their boss or the puppet master, no one ever dares to think, will this happen regardless of who is in office? Like, to me, I find it highly disturbing that black people went out there and showed their asses the way that they did all this weekend and even the fact that they announced that shit on a fucking Saturday to me was suspect as hell okay so yeah, black folks show their ass right oh yeah right just for you to put that energy out beforehand so I'm like and just like you said they're projecting who wins okay well we actually came across an article today saying that there was some fishy shit going on with the ballots in Texas for Biden or whatever. And I don't know how true it is or if that story will catch fire or whatever, but you already saw little stories come up about, you know, fraud investigations here and there and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, that would easily top off a race war. You said it here, you told these people, oh yeah, this person is projected to win. After you just told people, you had key black tickets telling black American listeners you don't have a gun for voting. You need to go ahead and get one now. You know, low-key instilling fear in people, putting that anxiety into people. So what, you can go and tell people, we're projecting these two people to win. We're going to get your hopes up because y'all want this person out so bad. And then at the end of the day, we're going to be like, oh, you know what? Actually, we was wrong about their projections. Hell yeah, we're going to fucking pop off. Like, yes. it's, just, yes. it's just crazy. Yeah. I like, totally just agree. They're just doing everything. Totally agree, sis. They they've always said it though, you know. First off, you know, they always fight. They always fight each other. You know. And this is something they ain't even admit, you know. They fight each other all the time. A lot of, you know, their culture, you know, with the weaponry and even the what do you call the savagery as far as killing the animals and eating the animals and eating humans? You know, they always fighting over something, but we have to remember that these are our oppressors. These are not people that we're supposed to be looking at in any way morally, you know, because they in the business, you know, they're not thinking about morals. They think about making money and murder and genocide and um, the population, you know, the same plans they were doing, 
1492 is just those early Romans. Since the empire switched over from the Moorish Empire, Catholic Empire, the bar, the British, the New York bar, which the bar stands for the British Accredited Registry, um, just basically passed the mandatory COVID-19 vaccination recommendation. So that's under the British, you know, a credit uh, registry. That's Britain. That's England. Roman Catholic, the Vatican. That's them. So they can make laws and recommendations here because of the debt that the United States has always been in since their inception, since their, you know, since they were here. You know, they carried this debt. And we had to be 14th Amendment citizens to be basically a home, like a place on that debt. Like, we go home, sacrifice our lives for that debt. We don't have enough silver and gold for that debt. So that's why they need us to be 14th Amendment citizens, you know, where they can mistreat us. You know, continue to kill us for no reason, not go to prison, along with this COVID-19 it's already mutated, this bar that they passed in New York, you know, where they say, they say, they said, okay, do enough ads and propaganda to get people, enough people to voluntarily do it. But they said if enough people don't voluntarily take the COVID-19 vaccine, that's when the mandatory vaccination is going to go into effect in New York. That's just the precursor of what they plan to do, especially if Biden is thwarted for presidency. And I won't think that it wouldn't happen under Trump. You know, definitely the republic is supposed to be for the people. That's what the republic is for the people. And it was early propaganda that our so they always have propaganda out where they'll a so-called black person to say this is whack or something and, you know or they'll have a picture with this picture of this so-called European it was like the Democrat party the party for the white man and then it had the Republic party, Republican party the party for the Negro and it was but it was like this so it was so terrible typical picture of the so-called big road, you know, the big nose, big lips, eyes, uh, overweight. And that was the type of propaganda to start changing people's minds to become Democrats. You know, for the white man. Why can't we be in a party for the white man? You know, these rolling types, these rolling Martins and these Ben Joneses, you know, that are get on TV and cry that they do not represent my man as far as Aboriginal, Indigenous, strong, that's been here, that's doing for self. He, my man wouldn't get on TV and cry about what his enemy is doing to him. It's what these educated brothers is doing. They de- they're demasculated, emasculated. This is what genocide has done to our men is emasculate. But they put the emasculated in these places of praise. And we'll give you a platform, you know, because we know you're a cry on TV. And then 
not just Europeans. You know, we always speaking about the white boys and white women. It's just like we dealing with the whole world, you know, globally. You know, the whole world is looking at us and looking at our men cry about being at war with any other so-called race, you know, and under the United Nations is one race, so they don't even deal with racism. I will get get oh, back to that point of why we're fighting racism with, you know, racism will not be like a global United Nations issue because of the real definition of racism. That's a whole other trick that they do it with us. But genocide, and that's a human rights violation that we have to be going to the court of, of them killing us. It's a genocide. But globally, people are looking at us, looking at Van Jones, looking at Rollerbar, looking at us dancing in the street, and they're like, wow. And then so-called black only takes people so far to time of the history timeline. So even if they go to the earliest so-called black history, it's only going to take them to, what, 1511, the early 1600s, a little bit of the 1400s. There's no history before yeah, that of that's, our enslavement. Yeah, that, that's what I want to Let me chime in real quick. Uh, oh, please. I'm sorry, because I can't that, 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 that's, that's cool. That's at the heart of the problem, the classification of people who consider themselves and call themselves black. Right. And uh, Barack Obama, you know, he dropped a little nugget of truth. He was like, black has a legal status, has no status at law, you know. And, and, and that's just one of the hidden um, uh, codes that, that a, lot of, a lot of us have to decrypt it, you know, as far as the status, nationality, and, you know, are you even considered alive legally, you know. And a lot of this done and perpetrated upon us because of that simple fact that, that you know, you know uh, we still consider to the, to the slave system, we are still 14th, 13th Amendment, 14th Amendment citizens, um, yeah. where you're technically still, you have, no, you have no nationality, you have no status, so therefore, you what's the term, similar more just you're dead in the eyes of they can do these things. There is no, if you will, sovereign body that, um, that we fall under collectively. You know, I mean, there, there are those of us who have, who have um, corrected our statuses. But as a majority, you know, you don't got no facts because, you know, you're not a nation. You don't have, if you're not, you know, the UN doesn't recognize you. That, that's that's a part of the puzzle that a lot of us need to be able to, you know, as far as, you know, learning that, you know, this system is fraudulent and fictitious, and there are codes in which to circumvent being in their jurisdictional mercy, you know, and, um, and as long as, you know, we identify, you know, black is black, I'm so black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, like, you don't even know what it is, you created a whole thought form based on someone else's description of you, you know, and, um, and it, it, it completely changes every few years, so, you know, like, um, and it's always someone else pretty much dictating 
what names we're gonna go by. And this is, you know, this is part of the issue. You know, like as collectively they consider us dead. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say. That's fact. Okay. You know that, and I just oh. wanted to just say this one little thing because this to piggyback off that, and because of all that, also where we're so fit so racism. That's part of the spell too. They want us to fit the racism, 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 right? But when it comes to the United Nations, their definition of racism is the collective forward progression of the one human race. You know, because if you love your race, under the law legal terms, then that's racism. So legally, under the U.S., under the law in the United States, if you love your race, you're racist. So they would consider us racist. Right? But that is not against the law per se of the definition of racism when it comes to the legal terms. We have to focus on genocide. Fitting our nationality, of course, correcting our status, and focusing on genocide. The things that they've allowed to happen to our people due to status not being properly adjusted and manipulation and being prisoners of war. You know, our kingdom, our empire fell, so they, that was part of the deal along with that. So I just think that it's very important to correct status, but also focus on genocide and stop worrying about so quote, quote unquote white people and use that same energy on your own family, your own self, and our own community to build some type of sustainability. So even if it were the, another civil war, our people not ready for the war. <laughs> we don't even manufacture our own food. You know, that's the first thing to have is a food system. You have the food system first, then build a military. You can't build a military with no food. And then most of our children don't know how to shoot. You know, the first thing that go into the child here in our family is the Bible. Not a weapon, not self-defense, not who you really are. You know, and that really happens. Or a football or a ball or something. Some type of toy, you know. And uh, we really need to practice that Kofa and go back to our culture and detox everyone, you know detox physically all the time we're doing yoga now all that is good but we really need to detox from European culture because they gave our people their desires and because we have their desires we think more like them so our people are afraid to destroy the enemy because now they think like the enemy they align themselves with the enemy and now I see why because when we graduate college, where we go? We go to go work for the enemy. We gotta go get a job with the enemy. I gotta go do this with the enemy. I gotta go eat this because the enemy manufactured it. I gotta go grocery shop here because here, the enemy built a new 
I'll be lit at station, so I gotta go over there and go spread my buddy because the enemy, we align ourselves with the enemy and we forget even how the United States even got here, yo. Like, that's the problem with these, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up and all of these rituals, all of these holidays are um, really solar days. They're really universal cycles that's going on. It's the universal rituals, basically. The universe has their own these rituals through numbers and, you know, I know all my sisters and brothers is out there that's doing readings, that study astrology. Please keep going because this is our culture. So I recommend to get out of the rest of philosophy and really study, you know, the indigenous, the Africans, the ones who did it first and get back into our languages and our perspective of the solar system. But all of these European holidays are on days that the solar system of the universe is doing its own little thing. And with that power for the universe, their spell is more powerful. And we think it's a joke. It's for fun. You know, that's why I think a lot of this religion is spells too because the religion keeps us with the Europeans. And because the Europeans changed the time on us, they, they basically turned the world upside down really left is right right is left north is south and south is north you know they literally turned the world upside down (laughs) they had to to get our people to follow them but we already had our own empire we had our own calendars we had our you talk about english they lied and said oh we came over here didn't know how to read and write you know that is a lie you know it's furthest from the truth. You know, it was standard for you to be anywhere, whether you was here in Turtle Island or Mexico, now called United States, North South America, or if you was in Ethiopia, Kibbit, Nubia, Kush, now called Africa, or in Europe, or in the Canadalands, don't matter where you were, it was standard that you were already speaking in between three to six languages because you had to communicate across the continent across the world we were already sailing across the world so we were already writing and reading several languages so you had to do a, a masterful spell to get these people to think that you're the cream of the crop we already had it all but that's my issue with the term black that's my issue with this whole election this whole first black this we gotta talk about that shit that's getting on my fucking nerves yeah. my language because that's a part of itself what does it matter that we have the first black police or the first black vice president or the first black I don't give a fuck. It's like we already been there, done that, <laughs> and we did it better when right. we peacefully. Okay, but it matters to the business of the United States about the first black this and the first black that because they get to award these first blacks to get more blacks to be black and to come work for them. That's the benefit of the first black. It doesn't benefit our people. It benefits their business. Because our people don't benefit from these first. Because at the end of the day, 
their system still overrides all these so-called black people in power anyway. You look at Atlanta, it's a whole bunch of black people in power. But who's doing the gentrifying? I see Shirley Franklin, you know, who did all the gentrifying. I see her on the flyer for the Gateway Center. No disrespect, you know, I love my people, you know, and I know they know me, and I speak about these things, but people know me in these areas, these buildings. So it's no disrespect, but it's no time to play no more, you know, the time is down for the truth. But you can't have the person that was doing the gentrifying, Mayor, Mayor Shirley Franklin, and now she on the cover talk about what they gonna do with the homeless. Like, I'm just looking at it, it's like, why is Shirley Franklin speaking about the homeless or speaking about solutions for the homeless when it's your fault they homeless anyway? You started the trend of corporate dollars in exchange for so-called Fourth Amendment citizens because they know the law. You know, they just not going to tell their own people the law. So many secrets. You done did this Greek fraternity or sorority and, or you done joined this government job and oh, I can't tell y'all about what's going on with my job. I can't tell y'all what's going on this week. It's been top secret. This whole classism that's practiced amongst our people. So that gives them the opportunity to partner with all of the enemies to basically treat us like slaves. The same thing that was happening back in the day. We held each other as slaves, you know, and we also had Europeans as slaves. We were enslaving, enslaving each other, substituting each other. You know, it's the same thing today. We have to do something with these so-called educated black people. And it's not a threat, you know, to either, you know, I'm saying there needs to be something that's done, though, where they're not the only ones that's getting to speak to our people. Because that's a lot of the confusion. They're going to lie and cry. They're going to do a lot of lying and cry because they know what their check is on. They have no limit to moral uh, code to our people at all. Their allegiance is to the state constitution, you know, because it's two United States constitutions and then each state has a constitution. We get the thinking that, oh, they're moral, they're supposed to be there to help us. No, they're there to run a business. <laughs> and their loyalty and allegiance is to, to that constitution. So, um, yeah, we need to focus on long cities and focus on becoming sustainable and coming together very soon. Hey, y'all. I love us for real. It's me, your number one homie, Black Karma. And I just wanted to take a moment out and do a quick break just to let you know that in addition to um, keeping you guys entertained and informed on this podcast, I am also the plug whenever it comes down to your natural plant-based personal care products. My line, Flowers in Flames, specializes in everything from natural tattoo creams to beard balms to specialty soaps, lip balms, body butters, you name it, we do it. Take a moment, check me out. That's again, flowersinflames.com. That's F-L-O-W-E-R-S. The letter N in the word flames. F L A M E S. Peace out. I'm with it. I know I definitely would like to do a future show where we kind of go in a little bit deeper on dissolution, you know, mobilizing and stuff like that. Like when these people 
need to do, you know, with just every day in your basis, you know, in your home, you know, what can you do to get more knowledge, uh, different resources and things like that, because it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to put together a plan and try to enact solutions and things like that, so I definitely want to come back and do another show just kind of just elaborating on that in the very near future, because the way these niggas is wild out over a fucking projection, I'm just, like, I'm still baffled by that shit. Still. What do you think? Like, that's on, as far as, what, the reaction of people? Yeah, the reaction of the people, and also, what do you think is going to happen with the election still being projected? Do you foresee, do you have a vision of what the scheme the pro- the project is gonna be. Um, I know when everything was first going on, um, with the election, I just felt like honestly they was gonna probably find a way to slide Trump back in it. So that's why it's just like with them, you know, saying that it's Kamala and Joe, it just still it's not it's very surreal to me. It's like I'm just kinda just waiting, you know. Um and then I also feel like, like either way, I just have like this gut feeling I just don't see Trump really leaving office right now. Another thing is people also like they're doing all of this premature ass celebrating, but they don't realize uh, that man is gonna be there till January twenty first of next year. Look at everything that's going on with the world. It, it's, it's too many conditions that's just too right to declare a state of emergency. So that motherfucker's gotta stay in office. You know, the 21st is not too far from here, the 21st of January. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, it's not too far, but it's just enough time for if some other shit wanted to pop off, it could pop off. You know? So, a part of me is just like, in disbelief. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, when I look at the response of my people, it's just like, part of me is just like, man, part of me kind of feel like, um, I don't want to say like the level of doom, but a part of me is just like, it's like red flags, everything about it. Just the way that our people just as a whole, like to sit and go on a social media network, you know, like Facebook and see somebody going a long spiel and be like, if you're this supporter, then unfriend me or, you know what I'm saying? People sitting there attacking each other over white folks if they don't need motherfucking help for real. Like, that shit to me is just like a, a level of, it's just like, damn, you'll see stuff like more community gardening and things like that, and it's just like, one day you're like, damn, okay, my people really starting to get it, okay, you see it's making effort. But then when you see some of those same people out in the streets wilding out, talking about, you know, Biden or whatever, Trump gotta go Biden or whatever, all that, that shit like that, that shit is like, man, we, we get some, some deep ass shit. You know, I see a lot of niggas dying, to be honest with you. Like, that's my feeling on it. To me, this shit is very surreal. I'm, I'm waiting already, you know, between now and the 21st of January. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of paying attention to everything. Like I said, the aliens still ain't popped up this year. We in the last month of Jason. You know, that's just kind of where I'm at. I won't believe until I see that shit happen. But I'm just so sick of niggas. And just 
have is just overkill shit. If you really into this, this voting shit, you really feel like that's your respecto and how you're supposed to live, that's good and cool. But the coonery with the memes and shit like that for me, like, I mean, honestly, like, there's one meme that's going around um, with Kamala when she was getting, she had on like jeans and like a pair of Tim's or something and like a jacket. And she was like, um, doing some work with Coke or some shit like that. And they got just, you know, the perfect angle of her walking off the plane and, you know, walking to the car and shit like that. You know, and people just, you know, they take that little clip and they'll put their own little captions on it. And I'm just like, people sitting up here praising this woman and talking about how she's so down for the black community, but she's just now starting to identify with black. Unless if you want to be real and say that, okay, we are you know, Cherokee. Well, in that case, then my thing is, well, why is it that when she first popped up in the Senate, why is it that she was introduced as a, a Cherokee woman or the first Indian woman? You never said anything about her blackness until it came time for you, you know, trying to find a running mate for Biden or whatever. Like, it's just a whole shit to me. Like, the fact that black people don't never question shit like that. It's like, oh, okay, it's cool. No, it's not cool. It, it's, it's really not. Like, people, they just they just take shit. They just don't ask no questions. It's like, for me, like, just her whole existence and them calling her a black woman is just like, hold, hold on, shut the front door. We need to have a conversation. So, who are Cherokee people? So, why is it that when she was placed in the Senate, why y'all didn't make such emphasis on it being a black woman since that's what y'all love to do? And I agree with you on that. Like, in 2020, I don't want to hear the first black anything. Fuck you. That's not an accolade. Like, at all. It just goes to show how how it's been a serious problem, you know, in this country. You know? So, as far as everything, I'm in disbelief. I don't believe shit. I'm just waiting already and just watching to see what the fuck happens. You know? So that's just where I'm at. Yeah, as a sister, I agree with you on that. That whole Kamala Harris, it reminds me of Gandhi. She reminds me of Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Um, Gandhi was a British, he was a British spy. Um, and the story of Gandhi that we have through education, through the school system, is a lie was actually a British spy sent to do business of genocide with his own people. Due to propaganda, a lot of this didn't get out to until after he passed away. But the information is out there now. And um, this whole Camilla Harris thing as far as identity, it reminds me if you go do your own research, you'll see the similarities between Gandhi and Kamala. Know this whole she's basically an everybody person and she comes with peace. But when you look at what this person actually does, it's not peaceful. Her career is not peaceful. <laughs> what she does is not a peaceful job, it's not a peaceful business that she's in. So, this whole feeling of peace that she's going to bring to us and to calm down this agitation of so-called 
white racism. Like, it's right, racism is a lie. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the to put all of that us for thousands and thousands of years on one presidential term, that's just ignorance. And it's unfair. We really have to look at Kamala Harris now, not hold her accountable later. Look at her now, because we don't have time for later. <laughs> if they start vaccination, vaccination tomorrow, mandatory, you know, do our families have the necessary affidavits? The solution, like you said, the solution show definitely that's going to be key. Because do our families have certain affidavits in place to fight with some type of paperwork? Um, do we have trust in order? And the paperwork alone is not going to do a lot when it comes to genocide because they have a mission. So they're going to have the law place where they can achieve this mission but this whole system is definitely built off the loopholes and with the proper research and the proper preparedness we've survived and we will survive this one but unfortunately um, universal law will have to take place and some of our people will be lost in the sauce unfortunately but at least we're doing the due diligence to get the information out there because somebody's going to definitely use it. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. But say right now, my spider antenna is up. And I'm just paying attention. What are your thoughts? Sorry. Kamala Harris? Yeah, what are your thoughts on her, actually? Oh, uh, she's, uh, pacification tool I feel he, she's um, like I said um, the goal apparently was to get Trump out of the White House by any means possible and um, they knew that the black vote was necessary to do that so <clears throat> you get a guy who basically like you know without Obama you know you really didn't you know, nobody either. Yeah. talking about this guy anyway um, and so just to add the clincher you know they put in they threw in Kamala Harris because if you, you know you look at the uh, the debate with Bernie Sanders stomped him just completely wiped the floor with him you know what people remember about that end of it when Joe Biden said, I'm definitely going to have a woman vice president. And that was all over. That was the headline the next day. That was, you know, that was all people were talking about. About the debate. So, you know, she's a ringer. You know, she, uh, you know, they, they, they came in and, you know, did some PR with her, had her on Breakfast Club, had her on different platforms yeah. and whatnot. You know, she talked about chicken. You know, in order to, you know, Kids and stereotypes that you know um, all adhere to and whatnot, you know. So you know, definitely, is they put her in to clinch the deal with Black America, you know. Like, okay, not only was he Obama's running mate, he gets on his running mate, Black, he down with us. He's talking to Charlemagne God, you know. What I mean, so the very surface level Black American stereotypes were 
utilize in order to put her and him in the office. And then, you know, like a lot of people are going over the, on the pretext of, you know, him not surviving his term and she being the first woman and black president, black woman president in history. So, you know, there, there goes the, you know, the hope again. I think it's de- definitely a strategic move on behalf of the Democratic Party, you know, to you know to clinch, you know, not only the black vote, the black vote, but you know to once again exploit so-called black culture in order to uh, you know, to profit. So yeah, she's totally a uh, tool. Not a hope for the dude. Yo, hold up. Alright. There's this y'all y'all said that it's people out there hoping Joe won't survive his term but that's gonna make Kabala Harris the first woman president. Like Oh yeah, that was that's definitely been trending. Wow. And think about how low vibrational that is. I could give a fuck about Joe word up to all of my ancestors I know they feel the same way but look at that you see what I'm saying look at the vibration that's amongst the people with this election you have a lot of fear what that brother just said a lot of manipulation and projecting you know projecting schemes of what people wish and hope to happen instead of doing that for self you know which that is going to be the key to these rights that we need, to these manifestations of safety that we need. Um, to be on edge is to be sane right now because we don't know what these devils is up to, really, other than more genocide, how they going to do it this time. So, uh, I just had to get confirmation on that. That's really wild. Um, and I do not consent to any of that for my family, for y'all family, for all of our people, you know, that's why I really love this podcast because, you know, to put this vibration out there for our people to wake up, it's very serious and we, we want people to wake up because it's about survival. That's really what it is about. It's about love and survival and that's why the United Nations is like, racism is good because they're like this is what's going to progress the race it's not thinking on terms of propaganda of what one group has done to another group it's looking at it from the law definition of the global law of the who's in power right now on the planet you know so we have to be recognized by the United Nations number one and then also stand up for what has been done to us. That's where the energy needs to go instead of waiting for some more trauma. Because I think it's already some more trauma circulating right now about a young boy that was recently lynched. And um, it's trending right now. Um, I apologize, I do not have the name. I can look it up really quick, though. Did bring it up, 
but it's just more trauma online via Instagram or social media. And this is the propaganda I bring this up. It's, it's propaganda and then it's reality. Because some of it, and I have to talk about this, and I know, I'm sorry, I just have to bring this up. It's, it's very important about these cases and these civil rights cases and you know a lot of civil rights payments being paid out but no justice as far as you know speedy trials you know um, speedy conviction people actually going to prison for murdering our children brothers and sisters mothers and lovers and people of our family for no reason you know so, with that being said, I just want to bring up this one thing. But I believe he was 12 years old. They already have, like, you know how fast they get the family on the TV to talk about something as tragic as this, you know? But this is really, it's like a new image, so called Emmett Till. They're already comparing it to Emmett Till. So, this is about to go viral because of that comparison. And they actually have the young boy, the picture of him deceased circulating online. Like an open casket, so to speak, but he's basically on some type of um, where you do all of that forensics in that type of space. But I've seen it in I apologize, guys, but let me just, it's hard for me to like, so it's not even in my likes, because this is like, how can you like something like that? Right. Oh, I think I found it. One second, I think I found it. it. Okay, great. The young brother's name is Kewan Charles, and basically, Kewan Jane and Charles, Bobby, he was born on January 24th, 2005. He was, uh, this is allegedly murdered, so they said uh, October 30th, 2020. Yes, uh, 2020. And he was lynched. And they have this gruesome image of him. So you have to click the this picture, and I'm going to send it to you. To, um, you said so you guys if you want to see it or not but this is basically about already going viral so more trauma on top of more trauma on top of more trauma that, that's basically what's right. going on and um, how can we fight for justice but still create sustainability where we have a defense system now and we need some defense and um, these civil rights cases is not helping us with any defense. It's just bringing more trauma. No cases have been won. I believe that Crump guy, the bald-headed dude, Ben Crump, is the lawyer. He was the lawyer for all the families, like Trayvon Martin and uh, Freddie Gray, the uh, Tamar Wright. It's the same lawyer. His name is Ben Crump. You heard of a brother? Yeah, but Ben Crump, he's 
get the same lawyer for these cases. But each case, case he went to court, he lost. But there was always a civil rights payout, you know, millions of dollars going to the family. But nobody ever goes to prison. So they're already showing us that it's legal to continue our genocide and they're going to put it right there in our face and nobody's going to be held accountable for it because of the law and That's wild, but I'm not surprised. This is America. But I definitely want to um, do a future show outlining some solutions um, just some different things that we can do. Like I said, it's one thing to sit and talk and point out, you know, all the bullshit, but it's another thing to create some solutions. So that's something else that I definitely want to do um, in the future. Yeah, but with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Do you have any other um, final remarks you would like to make to the audience? Anybody? <laughs> My fault. <laughs> I just want to say peace to everyone everybody keep your head up stay positive you know they want to see us crazy and stressed out you know to to survive we have to stay high vibrational we have to speak the truth look at the reality but like I said check out the solutions study keep your mind elevated focus on yourself and your family if you need tips my DMs are open. I have time to answer questions. To shoot me one. I'm open. It's all love. Practice sustainability. And also check out my articles with knowyourgroweratlanta.com. In these times, you never know when the grocery stores are going to close. So solutions are our farmers. You know, do you know your farmer, your local farmer, in your nearest radius? If you can walk to, run to, Get on the boat and get to. You need to have these plans in place. But get to know your farmer first. See what they sell. See what they can teach you. Are you growing your own food? These are key to medicine and sustainability during lockdowns, during shutdowns, and during the fall of Babylon. You know, we're going to have our popcorn because, you know, even still, hurricanes, mother nature, tsunamis, war. You know, we've all, we survived it all. So, but with that, we went back to the original way of life, our culture, sustainability, know your farmer, know your grower, Atlanta.com, excuse me, know your grower, Atlanta.com, all right? Peace. Thank you. All right. Know your grower, Atlanta.com. Thank you, sir. Yeah, peace to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's listening. Check it out. Um, I would just say that, you know, don't succumb to fear. I think that fear is their greatest weapon. And um, it's wielded quite skillfully throughout this, you know, so-called pandemic. So try not to uh, succumb to fear and study and learn, you know, as much as you can. And um, always be vigilant, always... um, Look for like, like sister was saying, you know, sustainability. Look for things that have longevity, and um, just stay away from social narcotics, man. Stay away from uh, the one-eyed monster. You know, think for yourself. Make sure that you, you know that 
make sure you know you're thinking your own thoughts and nobody else is thinking your thoughts other than that say peace you know say be be good to each other oh that was beautiful <laughs> all right and you all know me you know boy homie black karma and i live with for real
But the automatic is stick, I burn out with the kick. Most justified flow, plus the boy is legit. Defined style by the ways that I spit. Maze is the shit, I'm so flagrant with fire when I'm blazing a split. Still count to the core, hoping that you want some more. I have to sanitize the track, cause the focus is raw. Go toe to toe with leave each of my foes with a broken nose and have each window of opportunity open close. Scriptures and scrolls of mortal enemies I done froze. Forces I have imposed on everyone who's opposed. With all my life I spit telekinesis Leave niggas heads fly like they sell out of peace Part of a line, dog with the conscience of God All I have left to say is thank him some harm, I'm gone You feeling what I'm feeling so deep in your soul I got the heart of a line with my conscience on swole Are you feeling what I'm feeling so deep in your soul I got the heart of a line but my conscience on swole It's the street song that keeps us alive Whispering the street scribes feeling deep in your mind Street scribes feeling deep in your 